You're listening to Folk Theology, where we have conversations with the people of Soundhouse Church about the diversity of beliefs within the Christian faith and how they shape us today. We hope this podcast is fun and informative and a place to discuss topics that might not make it to the pulpit. Well, hello, everyone. This is Chad from Tierra. And this is Ryan Grable. And we are both pastors at a church called Soundhouse, uh, Soundhouse Church in Long Beach, California. We are. And um, I'm the lead pastor here at Soundhouse. And I'm the associate pastor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we're putting together this little podcast as a, a little way of, of continuing a conversation with the people of Soundhouse Church. Yeah. If you're not a part of Soundhouse Church, no worries. We're glad you're joining us. But um, that's really what we're going after in this. Now, we titled this Folk Theology, which might be a little bit of a weird name. And let me tell a story for how we came to this name. And that's what this episode is going to be, is what Folk Theology is all about. And then uh, after today's intro, we are going to be putting out different episodes that are talking about different topics that would fall into this category that we would call Folk Theology. So a couple of years back, I actually got to go to uh, India, to an area called uh, New Delhi, a city named New Delhi. My wife's uncle is actually was actually serving as the consulate general there at the embassy. And so it was a fun trip, got to go um, see a lot of India. But at one point, we actually went to um, th- this this big temple, this, this big Hindu temple yeah, just outside New Delhi. And um, it, was, it was a very new construction and it was um, massive. I mean, they actually had um, the, the guy who, who orchestrates all of Disney's firework shows, like organize their nightly shows and put together their firework and fountain shows. That's what it was. It's like a million dollar fountain show they do every day. And it was massive, this extreme experience. And um, at one point, I actually got to sit down uh, with, with uh, my wife's uncle and um, one of the executives who, who worked there. And he was explaining a little bit of what's going on in, in the religion of Hindu. And hear me out when I say this. My takeaway is that uh, Hinduism was, was not really a really a unified religion. In fact, I might say that it's not a, a, a major religion the way we think of it. What he was explaining to me is that in Hinduism... Uh, what you have is the culture of India, which makes up thousands of different tribes, and all of them have their own faith system, their own uh, deities sometimes, their own ways they worship and all of that. And what was happening at the time I was there is that they were trying to uni- unify, to bring together these different tribes and to, to, to package the religion, I guess you could say, as a single religion. And so they were doing that also as a part of their global expansion they were doing at the time. But what was very interesting was, was this learning of this process of each village's, each little tribe's individual uh, belief structure and how these were being assimilated into a single unified one. And I think the why this stuck with me is, is since then, I, I have been realizing how much Christianity kind of does the same thing. From all of our perspectives, Christianity seems maybe a little bit simple and solid and unified. However, if you get outside your context, you'll realize that 
every little corner of Christianity can be very, very different. Now, there are some mainstream things, some orthodox things, uh, seeing Jesus as, as uh, fully God and fully human. Um, that's maybe a belief that, that is held by majority of Christians. But really, as you start to get into the nuts and bolts, you'll find that, um, that, that every camp within Christianity, every subculture of Christianity brings its own pieces of theology. But the weird thing is that no one within Christianity sees it. Yeah, I was kind of thinking of this illustration of if, if you see the world, if you see Earth from, from, from space, you'd say that's one planet. But then you maybe zoom in closer on the United States and you'd say, oh, there's there's actually a ton of variety in detail here, right? I can see from this satellite view that, oh, there's, there's coastlines, there's mountains, there's desert, whatever. But then if you zoom in really close to maybe a single street, you'll see, well, this world feels kind of small again, right? I mean, I don't know about you, Ryan, but growing up, like my world was so small. If I walked two blocks one direction was the liquor store where we'd buy candy, two Mm -hmm. blocks the other direction was the 99 cent store where we buy cap guns and stink bombs, right? Like that's, that was my world as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Very similar in that same way, especially I think as I'm, you know, as we're talking about growing up in faith and learning about the, um, you know, my faith, you know, particularly, uh, my worldview was, yeah, de- definitely small and, um, you know, and, con- and in a sense contained. And that's kind of what I knew. Yeah. And that's in the similar way of, of how, you know, the Hindu religion was trying to unify these different beliefs. Um, there's this weird experience where maybe if you grew up in a certain church, in a certain neighborhood, a certain area, you you kind of viewed that Christianity was very simple and small in its in its uh, in its ideology, mm-hmm. in its in its values, in its theology, in its beliefs. But then, as soon as you go outside your context, you realize that you actually left a camp, a tribe, and mm-hmm. you're and you're encountering another camp, another tribe, which has their own slight differences of how they do Christianity. Now, this is fine. This is, and actually, I would say this is healthy. This is good. We yeah. all worship differently and and have different perspectives on things. But I think what, what happens from me and Ryan's perspective is we see the times where there is contention, yeah. where there's fighting, where there's confusion as different tribes of mm-hmm. Christianity are encountering each other. Yeah. And, and you know, the, I love the beauty of, like, the diversity of of. of how every different church operates differently, right? Um, you know, for me growing up, uh, one of my big passions in my Christian faith and even in my career as a pastor or calling as a pastor has been driven by trying to, like, expand my view of my faith. Um, and And for me, and I don't mean this in any way disrespectful, but it was, like, you know, there's a certain way that was being taught, a certain practices that were being taught just in the church I grew up in. And um, small example, there were things like, you know, like drinking's a sin. And so mm. I, I would read in the Bible that Jesus actually like made wine, you mm-hmm. know, and so it was confusing. And I just thought, well, this is interesting. And so I just had to like really kind of grow and learn and take it into my own hands. And, and, yeah. and, but what that did to just expand my worldview of the, of scripture and and how other churches operate was I did get to get a little bit higher view of uh, of of other people's faith and how they yeah. practice and or in individual churches and so 
but for me it was necessary and it's put me on this path of like really digging down deep into some of the things that I probably assumed about a certain teaching or Mm. way my church went about practicing and really digging into it for myself. And so there were a lot of different topics that put me on this path um, that really ultimately has um, created a really big hunger in me to go, um, where does this come from? Um, What does that passage say? And and maybe let me look at the bigger context of that too. That will inform me a little bit more. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's been a huge, huge tool in my life. Very, very helpful uh, for me and and a passion for the word, uh, traditions, how they developed, um, why they developed. And even I always ask this question to myself of like, is what you're doing like, and, and I, I mean this in a way of like, I don't, as a stone chat, I don't want ever want to labor in vain. I want to know what I'm doing. I want to know why I'm doing it because I care so much about my faith. It's informing my life. Yeah. And as you're in one culture of Christianity, looking at another, mm-hmm. um, it, it's not that one's right, one's wrong. Correct. Both are, are claiming Jesus as Lord. Both mm-hmm. are Christians. Yes. Um, even Catholics to Protestants, like both are mm-hmm. Christians. Yeah, but but it looks so different. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of their theology, some of their beliefs, some of the practices, the way they worship looks so different. Yeah, and um, I think what naturally happens is our our desire um, to, and most likely out of an insecurity of what we believe. Yeah, um, we attack what we don't know, <laughs> right? Yes. Uh, we attack what we're not familiar with, mm-hmm. and so we'll come out saying, uh, well, clearly they're not Christians because they don't blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, no, we're, we're both Christians. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just do some things differently. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm a huge fan of, um, of, of philosophy, and I was really shaped by um, a, a little story called Allegory of the Cave by Plato. And, and um Essentially, what you have in it is this 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 you know made up story of these individuals are are, are chained up in a cave, and uh, that's their whole life. That's all they've known. Mm-hmm. There's a fire uh, behind them, and every once in a while, um, someone will hold up a, a a little puppet on a stick in front of the fire, and and a shadow will be cast over their shoulder on the wall in front of them, and so they'll see the shadow of a tree mm-hmm. or of a snake or of, a, of an apple or of a chair, and they'll say, oh, I think that's a tree, I think that's a snake, I think it's whatever. Anyways, the way the story goes is one of them is unchained, brought out of the cave, and uh, slowly his eyes adjust, and he sees a real tree and a real snake and a real apple. He sees the, really the world that, that exists, yeah. and then he's brought back down and chained back up with others in, in, in the cave. And um, when, when the puppets get illuminated on the wall in front of them, and they're all saying, oh, that's a tree, he says, no, I've actually seen a real tree. That's not a real tree. Yeah, and and their their difference in realities ends up becoming too much to bear, and they kill him. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> now that's actually a good illustration for yeah. what can happen within the church. I mean, yeah. um, you know, we rarely get those conversations with people saying, "Hey, I went to a friend's church, and they worship like this." That's great. Yeah. No, usually what it is is. 
is someone from uh, another kind of worship will look at our worship and say, well, that's dead. Mm-hmm. Well, God's not moving there because it doesn't look like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I believe this, but there's these other, this other church that believes this other thing, and it threatens them too much mm-hmm. that, that they, they can't hold both. Yeah, and there's, there's uh, all kinds of reasons we do it, and, um, and the temptation is, is uh, easy for someone to step into and go, I felt this at this church, and when I went to uh, your church, I didn't feel that. And so therefore, something's not happening here. Um, maybe God's not even working in this church. And mm-hmm. and so then there there becomes the, the other or, um, or like uh, a correctness that's more important than being a part of the fellow body. And yeah. so it, divi- it can divide and has divided people. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, that word folk just means common. Mm-hmm. It means common people. Mm-hmm. It means, uh, you know, as opposed to maybe uh, the institutionalized theology, the, the orthodox theology, it just means the, the, the beliefs of the people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's important because what we're going to be doing each week is we're going to be looking at different topics and highlighting maybe where these beliefs came from, yeah. uh, what culture and, and um, they are attached to, um, and uh, what's great about them and maybe what's not good about them. Yeah. Um, you know, we have two values that are really going to hold throughout this podcast. Uh, the first is unity over correctness. Mm-hmm. It's something we do preach from stage, but we're also going to be preaching it through here. Uh, we commit to the, the significance of unity in the church over correctness. Yeah. Paul believed the same thing and administered his churches in that way. Um, but then second of all is this, is liberation from fear and unhealthy belief. Yeah. Um, that is really, I think, a, a core motivator. It has to sit under the unity under uh, uh, over correctness. Mm-hmm. But a core motivator for Ryan and I is we see so many Christians that are weighted, um, pressured, um, afraid by bad theology. Yeah. And uh, what they don't realize is, hey, maybe some of those beliefs aren't actually even biblical. Uh, They're cultural, and they've been uh, imposed on us from generation to generation, um, and that's fine, but we're going to look and see that they don't actually have grounding in Scripture, and they don't actually need to be a source of fear or insecurity. Yeah, it, it, Jesus invites us into to you know his his way, his mantle, his yoke is light, and I think that yes, when there are some practices, I myself were taking these on, and it put me unfortunately, it, 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 maybe because of the way I heard it, maybe I heard it wrong, or maybe the way it was actually maybe being taught. It put me into a perpetual state of a spiritual insecurity. And, um, and, 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 and until I took the time to kind of explore it and dig it out and then have a full body view of like what God thinks about certain things. And maybe I didn't see that he thought that about that, or maybe this practice, like isn't something that is like a really a practice that God wants me to continue on. Um, it, it, it brought me to more, uh, I think, a spiritual security than I had. And it broke out of certain cycles. And so, um, but I don't look and judge others who are e- even doing those practices. And it might mean something to them. But I think some things are worth pointing out, Chad. And, and some topics may be stronger than others. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so we hope this podcast uh, is one that um, liberates people in Soundhouse Church mm-hmm. from uh, certain fears or certain oppressive beliefs. 
Um, and we hope that it's just a, a fun way that we can connect, um, mm-hmm. that you feel comfortable to begin to uh, explore certain topics within your faith. Yeah. So we hope you uh, continue to join us, and um, you can scroll through any of the other episodes and, and take a look at any topics that interest you. And if there's a topic that you would love to hear Chad and I discuss, just let us know, and maybe we can make the podcast. We guys, hope you enjoy the podcast. Have a great day.